It's time for week 15 and our six-pack of favorite games, Thursday Night Football. 49ers Seahawks for the West. We've got Giants Commanders as part of our six pack. They're all fighting with the Seahawks for the wild card in the NFC and tons more on today's episode of Peacock and Williams. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Prize Picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Saturday football, Matt. I love it. I love this time of year. Get an extra day of football. Saturday football, so much better than Thursday football, although I will definitely be locked into the Thursday nighter here with the Niners having an opportunity to clinch the West and clinch a playoff spot and a lot of clinching stuff, a lot of playoff movement and moving parts and tiebreakers and stuff is going to dominate the conversation for the NFL for the rest of the year here as we see some clinching scenarios in Week 15. But I want to start actually with those Saturday games Matt, and all three of them are going to be part of our six-pack here. Um, Let's start with the early game. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 o'clock for you, Matt. Colts at 4-8-1 at the 10-3 and Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota at home, favored by four. And I would think, Matt, just from what I've seen recently, these two teams are a lot closer than their record would indicate, but still the Vikings are a better football team. The question for me is four points. Is that the right number? First of all, I adore Saturday football, triple header, one after another after another, order a pizza, hunker down, whatever. The wife's not quite as fond of it or as uh, as super fond of the Steelers playing on Christmas Eve this week, this year too. But hey, you know, we've dealt with it over the last 25 years. Um, Colts-Vikes is really interesting to me. I know people make fun of Jeff Saturday and all that, but I think a bye is good for this team in, in that take a step back, new coach can analyze what he's seen to this point and what to do going forward. I think this is a sneaky, maybe high-scoring game just because the Vikes D is in a really bad spot. Like, I'm starting Michael Pittman in in, uh, fantasy. I mean, like, those corners are a problem. Jonathan Taylor with a week off could be really fresh, and he's going to be the focal point. And I think DeForest Buckner and that crew can give the Vikings O-line problems. But you're right. The Vikings are the better team. Jefferson should blow up. Dalvin Cook should rebound from a down outing. Tough place to play. But I think it's close. It's, you know, 27-24, something like that. And I'll take the points. I'm feeling like I want to take the points here, too. And the the Vikings are in a position to – potentially lose that two seed right now. So they do have a lot mm-hmm. to, to play for and they're still winning a lot of football games. It's just not been in, in impressive fashion. And so many of those games have been one score games. So uh, I think this is going to be another one of those. And I like the Vikings by three. So give me that extra point. It's a close one, but yeah, give me those four points and the Colts to keep this one at least close. I hear you. 
I think it should be a pretty decent game. Like that's the of the three Saturday that ones. That's the other ones. Like, nah. I don't know. I think it could be fun. Even when Cousins, like last week, they, they did so much to lose the game, even though Cousins is going 350 yards and Jefferson's yeah, going right. 150 or whatever yards he had receiving. So th- that's what worries me about this team is, is that defense, especially when they get into the playoffs. Big time, big time, especially against the pass in particular. It, it's a real problem. And I don't know if the Colts can exploit that as much as most teams, but a week, I bet Matt Ryan didn't mind the week off. No, not at all. <laughs> uh uh, some weeks off here for Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, it's looking like Looks he will like not be play. Yeah, this could be an ugly one with the the middle game here Saturday. The Ravens at the Browns, the nine and four Ravens uh, at Cleveland. The Browns at five and eight. Seeing a lot of rusty quarterback play for the Browns here. They weren't even able to run the ball either last week. The Ravens are obviously going to try to duplicate that and do the same thing. This could be a very low scoring, ugly sort of a game. Lamar Jackson still not going to be back. It looks like this week, but I. Think Hundley I think is Hundley. Yeah, yeah. trending toward playing, um, and if not, that could be a problem for the Ravens. And uh, is I, I keep getting his name wrong. Is it Anthony Brown is the the number yes. three there? Yeah, yeah so. I, I didn't know who he was either. And I was watching. You know, I studied this team to no end. Steelers Ravens, and he right. the yeah. game. Like, oh, who's this guy? I was watching the game when Hundley goes down. I was like, I, I don't know who the other guy is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, uh, I Anthony think he's undrafted like, free oh. agent or seventh okay. round pick or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, but I but, think it will be Huntley, which is yeah, good. Which is good, which gives me uh, a good feeling for those Ravens. Um, another, uh, so we got, we, we got the Cleveland Browns favorite at home, probably because of that situation. And by the way, our friends at Bet Online is where we're getting all of our lines here. Cleveland favorite at home by a field goal. If it's Huntley, I still like the Ravens in this one. So give me the points once again. I'm also going to take the points. And again, I studied the Ravens to no end. And there's some very impressive things about this team Special teams, as always, of course, they're kicker, but kick blocking, all that good stuff. Um, their defense has really come a long way with Roquan, and they're really, really tough to run on. And all of a sudden, the Browns aren't running on anybody. Um, the, the Ravens are okay against the pass, but they don't see a lot of, of run because people give up on it quickly. So that means Deshaun's going to have to really play well. Nobody wants to give him credit, and I certainly understand why. But I thought he was noticeably, noticeably better last week than he was two weeks ago. And I expect him to be closer to the guy we saw going forward. I mean, in Amari Cooper and Peoples-Jones and Njoku, I think they'll throw on the Ravens but won't run on them well. But Baltimore, I mean, they're so hard to play against their run game. And Dobbins coming back. Linderbaum had a great game. Stanley's back. I think that goes a long way. But they have no passing game. I mean, none. I I think I told you this. I mean, the Steelers played like half their snaps with one corner on the field. You know, like no respect at all for their passing game. I still think the Ravens are the better coach than better all-around team. And if you're going to give me points, sign me up. I'm glad you brought up the the Ravens trade deadline move because yeah, I think it's, it's gone underreported and underrated how good Roquan Smith has been for the Ravens since <laughs> he showed up. That was nice, and it really fits what they want to do there on the defensive side of the ball. And this is one of those games, yeah, I think you laid it out great there. 37 is the over-under. If it hits the under, Ravens win. If it hits the over, that might look good for the Browns. And you did start to see, like, Watson didn't look great, but there was a couple throws like, okay, there's that guy. Yeah, I just yeah. start to see it. Still a little foggy, you know, and maybe the sunshine comes out and you start to see through the fog a little bit more for for Watson going forward. We'll see how quickly he does get back to that level. Lastly on the Ravens, like I would be very, very worried about the passing game, even with Lamar and everyone's just doubling and tripling Andrews at this point. 
But I mentioned a couple of guys that kind of came back. I mean, they got Marcus Williams, who had a pick and is a star free safety. They got Stanley. Um, they got Dobbins. And then guys like Linderbaum and Hamilton, the first-round picks, are starting to really find themselves, and Roquan. So a lot of these new additions are infusing this team with some energy. I mean, Stanley's huge. I mean, that that's huge. another big one. Like Roquan and Stanley alone are, are just massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They've had a hard time overcoming those things. Had, and I know running backs don't matter, but their backfield without Dobbins was bleh. Deshaun Jackson, too. I'm surprised he hasn't yeah. gotten more run sooner. Considering who he has to go against right Right. in his competition for roster uh spots for depth chart spots there yeah um they just don't trot a third receiver out hardly at all i mean ricard plays a ton all those tight ends play a lot he looks so weird he he came on the field and then came off quickly and i was like i don't even know who that guy is oh that's deshaun jackson (laughs) he's got bigger shoulder pads or something it's like oh okay that he looks strange in a ravens uniform it's it's a weird fit too i mean because you i always picture him on like turf in a 4-2 little guy yeah. flying downfield and right. the Ravens just muck it up more than anybody else. So, yeah, it, it is definitely an odd fit. We've got Dolphins, Bills, which is the prime timer Saturday, and then the rest of our six-pack Lions, Jets, Titans, Chargers, uh, Giants, Commanders, playoff implications, and then, of course, Thursday night football as well, previewing 49ers, Seahawks next at the Locked On Podcast Network, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays this season. Give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering our listeners 40% off a new security system. So don't put this off. And here's why I love Simply Safe. I like the custom customization, the customizability, if that is a word, of Simply Safe. You can utilize any number of high-tech sensors, any windows, any doors, any sort of you know smoke detectors or any gas detector, anything you want to have in your home to fit what you need. And of course, the crystal clear HD security camera feeds. You can put those cameras anywhere. Uh, if you have something like a, a garage that's really important that you need to have a camera on at all times, you want to monitor what's going on outside while you're on the inside with that HD video feed. Or the best thing for me is when you're not at home and you've got those packages on your doorstep and you can see who's coming up and, and coming and going from your home. Simply Safe was named Best Home Security System 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row there, by the way. And of course, in an emergency situation, 24-7 professional monitoring using a fast protect technology to make sure you are uh, capturing critical evidence and verifying that threats are real with priority police response. So don't miss the chance to save big on your favorite on our favorite uh, security system. That is 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. Simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. The games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts. Insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a good one. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills in the East. The Dolphins still a couple games back of the Bills, so the Bills don't have uh, aren't in jeopardy of, of losing the top spot in the East or anything like that. But they want to stay in a in, in a good seed situation. You know, 
buys home games. It's really important in the playoffs. Bills at 10 and 3 are at home hosting the 8 and 5 Dolphins, Matt. Buffalo favored by 7.5 in this one. And my big thought about this game is defensively for the Bills, how they match up offensively with the Dolphins. And we've seen two weeks in a row right now. And maybe D'Amico Ryans and the 49ers defense have the blueprint because the Dolphins only scored 17 points, I believe, two weeks in a row instead of the 30 they've been putting up and really forcing what the Dolphins do on offense with cover four and mm-hmm. um, you know how they use their leverage and, and really trying to maneuver the defense to force Tua to make dime throws to make those whole shot throws rather than letting Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle run wild and catch and run over the middle of the field. I haven't seen a lot on Tyreek's injury, but watching that game, he is fighting something in a big way. I mean, I, I imagine he'll play, but I mean, that's a massive deal to me. Really interesting matchup because, you know, you mentioned the scheme that people are using against Miami. And I also think it makes things a lot harder on Tua. Fred Warner is a perfect example. When you have long, really good coverage linebackers like the Bills do, plus Buffalo rushes the passer really well. And Miami's offensive line has been porous, especially with Armstead's injuries. So I don't think that favors the Dolphins much. And it'd be great if they had some sort of run game here. I think you're going to see some weather. It doesn't look like it's going to be horrific, though. But the other side of the ball, Zayvon Howard generally does a very good job against Stephon Diggs. And I know the Bills are a great team, but I feel like they're a weapon away. I mean, I don't think Gabe Davis is the the, the Alvin Harper that you need. You know what I mean? That second to John Taylor that you need to the number two. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think they're a little light there. <sighs> leaning towards the under you know I, th- I think Miami's D's shaping rounding in the form with Chubb and their front and I'll take seven and a half I'm looking at seven but when you said seven and a half that was enough for me to say maybe Miami keeps it close in a lower scoring game than people think yeah you might want to run out and get the seven and a half I, I agree with that one yeah. as well so we're taking points with the away teams on all three of these Saturday games and looking at the weather report 30 degrees 50 60 percent chance of snow probably more mm-hmm no early than than during the game potentially uh but they're, they're talking about the feels like temperature you know, 15 18 19 degrees right. so yeah i think weather could affect this um and that and i think scoring if you look at the if you zoom out look at just the season wide you think dolphins bills this could be a high scoring game but if you zoom in a little closer right. i think this does have an opportunity to go under low scoring game weather uh, which makes me want to take the points here yeah, and weather obviously helps the Bills. I mean, one team plays Miami, one team plays Buffalo, and the way that they're built. But I don't think it's going to be a lot of wind, which is something I'm going to pay attention to as well. <laughs> I, uh, it was funny. I saw a clip this week of Mike McDaniel at Dolphins practice, and he was walking around with his pants rolled up like clam diggers, you know, just rolled up all the way to the knee. And yeah. and he had a T-shirt on that said, it's not cold enough. <laughs> At least acknowledge it and make it fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I like definitely it. straight up, I'm leaning on the Bills to win this football game. I just don't know if there's going to be enough points. So, uh, you know, if it's a touchdown or more, just give me the points here because the Dolphins are still a pretty good football team. Yeah. Uh, if I have to make a bet on this game, I'm going to take the under, though. The Detroit Lions, they are on fire. Six and seven. They are in the hunt for that wild card in the NFC. A lot depends on some other teams and some other games we're going to talk about here today. Uh, They are at the New York Jets that are in a similar spot in the AFC. This one's a coin flip. This line is even right now, Matt. So that's where the Lions are at on the road, and they are not underdogs. When's the last time the Lions were not underdogs on the road? 
Yeah, how about that? Um, it, it, despite the massive beating that Mike White took, it looks like he is in line to start. But Zach Wilson is now the two. So I think it's conceivable that Wilson ends up in this game at some point. I mean, I, I can't believe White is 100%. I mean, boy, did he just get abused. I love the Jets' D. I really like their weapons. And I don't think the Lions' coverage people are particularly great. Uh, I think White is very serviceable. He seems to move the football, but not score a lot of touchdowns, which isn't uncommon for young quarterbacks. You know, yeah, the a lot red of throws, zone issues, a lot of yards, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but not not enough points to go with that production. I don't know if that's uh, you know necessarily a quarterback thing or if it's a total total offensive thing where they're Maybe. just stalling out and not able to get that last first down, that last big throw, mm-hmm. uh, that last run to get him into the end zone, settling for field goals, which is not usually a great thing because the Lions are coming in and scoring a whole bunch of points. And the world's very excited about the Lions, as am I. I just think an outdoor game, golf, the way that they're structured, I still don't trust the Lions D. I think they fall just a little short in this one. And what should be a really good game? Uh, so important with the matchup up front with the Lions, really good offensive line and the Jets defensive line, Quinn and Williams. Yeah. Quinn and Williams, you know. He's it, questionable, though. Is he questionable? Ooh, yeah, I'm not sure what. Point. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. So maybe this one you wait until a game time, but give me the yeah, home yeah. bets here if it's just a coin flip and uh, I'll take New York. And it was a good story for the Lions. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they both these seasons have been successes for these teams, especially Detroit. Oh, absolutely. And, and the yeah. fans might not feel that way if they're on the outside looking in the playoffs, but huge successes for both of these teams. Um, the Zach Wilson note, he moves up from number three to number two on the depth chart. Do you think that's more about practice reps or do you think they're maybe leaning to get him back in football games at the end of the year here? Um, I think it might be because Flacco is totally dust. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, and maybe there also is a little boost of confidence, you know, that, hey, Zach's going to probably be there next year. I mean, why not give the kid a little bit of a, a attaboy, you know? Right, and and there's going to be a quarterback competition because you're probably not going to give it to either White think, or right. Zach Wilson at this point or who yeah. else. Maybe there's a third Party. Maybe they go get somebody, right? Yeah. Jimmy or, you know. Right. Moving along here to the Titans at seven and six. They are at the seven and six Los Angeles Chargers. So I've been talking about this one all week as the movable object versus the resistible force in that the Titans corners and pass defense are so bad. And now Herbert's rolling along. He's got all his weapons. Eckler's on pace. I didn't really know this till this morning. Eckler's on pace to catch the most passes in running back history, but it's really about those wide receivers against the Titans. Herbert's playing tremendous, but the Chargers run defense is almost as bad as the Titans pass defense. And we know how these teams want to play Henry, 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 you know? So I just think that, you know, start your, your fantasy guys in your playoffs, Allen, Williams, Henry, Herbert, all those guys. But I like where Los Angeles is at much more than where Tennessee is at. And, and we've been talking about this a lot this week, you and I, about New England and Tennessee, how they they beat up on the, you know, the, 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 the lesser teams. But when they face a quarterback like Herbert or a talented team, it's a problem for them right now. Three points at home. Yeah. The Chargers are they have no home field advantage. Yeah, neutral field, coin flip game. Maybe you give them a couple points. Maybe they don't deserve the couple points. Maybe it's still Chargers by three at a neutral field, I right? Think it is, yeah. You know, the Chargers kind of play on a neutral field at times. I don't, I don't know if the Titans are maybe the number one team for for traveling to LA market um, for, for out of town teams. But give me the Chargers. 
Yeah. They're just in a better place right now. Yeah. I, I love what I saw last week from the Chargers. That was the team that we expected to see more this year. Um, you know, a healthier Chargers team, Herbert dropping dimes all over the field. Mm-hmm. Um, I, That's I think, who he is. Right, 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 right. And so can the Titans limit that a little bit more than the Dolphins did last week? I don't know. But can they shut it down completely? I don't think so. And it just the Titans can't score enough to keep right. up with that. I don't know if Traylon Burks is playing. Like they don't have much in the way of weaponry or speed. You know, their their linebacker Long is a really good player. He's been out, and the defense hasn't been the same without him. Next, we've got Giants Commanders fighting for a wild card spot. They battled to a tie, and they are tied with records at seven five and one right now. And some more clinching scenarios, including San Francisco 49ers at the Seahawks Thursday night. Next. Of course, all these lines are coming from our friends at Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. And that news and analysis is so important. Make sure you're informed before you make your bets at Bet Online, and you can do all of the above at BetOnline.net. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Of course, tons of NFL lines every single week, props, futures, uh, draft stuff now starting to. The flow when we're seeing the end of bowl season, you can bet on college bowls. You can bet on NBA basketball, college basketball, World Cup soccer. Got it all covered for you at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, which I know you do if you're listening or watching this show, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline where the game starts. I want to lay out a little scenario for you here. You're hanging out with some buddies, maybe watching the game, maybe watching a primetime game, and you're putting a few back, and, you know, games last three hours, and maybe if you catch a couple games, you're you're with your buddies for six, seven hours, and a few <laughs> becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling a ride. No, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. Maybe drive slow. Just be careful. No big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway, right? Nah, if you get pulled over, what's the worst that could happen? Maybe your insurance goes up. Maybe you lose your license. Okay, now nah. then you lose your job. Um, you total your car. You could kill somebody. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, Think again, plan ahead, play it safe, and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, let's go to this game. It's funny because the the Commanders and Giants two weeks ago uh, dueled to a 2020 tie. And so I'm thinking, you know, I wonder if the over-under is 40 points. It's 40 and a half points. So that's what we're looking at here with part two of Giants Commanders, this time in Washington, 7-5-1 and one Giants, 7-5-1 and one Commanders. Whoever loses this game could be on the outside looking in. Whoever wins is in a pretty good spot because you got that half-game tiebreaker uh, at 8-5 and five going towards the end of the season for the NFC Wild Card. Who you got here, Matt? Four and a half points, the home Washington Commanders favorite. I'm pretty confident that Washington wins this game. You know, I, I think that they that the Giants back seven is problematic. And I think McLaurin and those guys can make plays. You know, Washington's going to run, run, run fresher this time of year. I think a bye goes a long way. Maybe that's enough to get Chase Young back on the field. 
something along those lines, and you've been preparing for the same team now for basically the better part of a month. You know, you've just been thinking Giants, 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 which I think is a, a benefit as well. Um, but this is a desperate team, and I don't think either one of us expect the, either team to get the 30. So four and a half is where, what really sticks with me here is I, I think Washington wins, but by four and a half, I mean, division games, as you brought up many times, these the dogs in division games this year, is, is usually a good bet. So I think I'll take the points, but I wouldn't touch it. I, th- I think Washington wins. Yeah, this this game could go in a number of directions, but I trust the Giants to at least keep this game close. I would maybe have commanders by three. So four yeah. and a half is a little much for me. So give me the points uh, on this one with the New York Giants and Sunday nighter. This is fun. Prime time, Giants and commanders for yeah. uh, a playoff spot. I love this kind of stuff. So this will be a fun game. Um, I don't know if either one of these Did teams... flexed. Like this couldn't have been the original decision, Giants Commanders. Oh, I don't before Christmas. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We'll talk about Monday night tomorrow. But yeah. uh, I, I bet the uh, the schedule makers thought Rams Packers was going to be a lot better than it's going to. Oh, be. yeah, that's brutal. So <laughs> I got see. news for you. If you don't know oh, this already, but yeah, my phone just kind of blew up there for a second, and your boy Brock Purdy is set to start. No, no problems. There we go, Brock yep, Purdy. Cleared. Let's roll yeah. this week. He's got a oblique slash rib injury kind of similar to what we saw earlier this season from um from justin herbert and i think it's a pain threshold thing mm-hmm. and apparently he's able to throw so it looks like he's gonna go tonight for the san francisco 49ers perfect segue here for 49ers seahawks thursday night 49ers on the road on a short week which matt a lot of times that's a scheduled loss right for teams sure. on the road short week tough place to play in seattle division opponent that's pretty good they're an above 500 team the niners still favored though and in fact that line has started to to sneak and when i saw the opening line at three and a half for the niners i thought oh man this is where the sharks come in and say Look, <laughs> three and a half the, the niners can win by a field goal and you still win that bet short week quarterback banged up um so the line snuck to three points now this is a tough one, though. Division game. These are always just Seattle's best sort of games with the Seahawks and the 49ers getting down and ugly with each other. It looks like um, the, the Seahawks are going to get back Ken Walker and a couple yeah. of their defensive tackles. Al Woods, so important for stopping that run game because teams have been able to run on the Seahawks. And that's what the 49ers are going to try to do in this game, most likely on a short week with you know, an injured rookie seventh round quarterback. And are we going to see some of those rookie moments that we haven't seen yet? I feel like it's due. So, you know, for, for someone who covers the 49ers so closely, you'd think, okay, this is a good opportunity for the 49ers. Better team right now. They're on fire. Winning streak and six straight wins, right? Their defense is the number one defense in the NFL. They're going to go to Seattle, go clinch the West. I just don't, I get the feeling it's not going to be that simple. Yeah. And Purdy was tremendous last week. Great story. All that good stuff. But have you ever went to Seattle on a short week, young man, with a bad oblique? <laughs> you know, well, like, yeah. you're, you're not in the Big Ten anymore. And, you know, the big guy on campus. Like, this is a challenge for the most veterans of quarterbacks on an injury in that building on a short week against a desperate Seahawks team. And I think Walker coming back is big. I mean, I know the Niner D is tremendous, but – the combination of Walker, Lockett, Metcalf is a lot to deal with. I mean, it just is. And I think Gino's a little bit better player than we've seen the last couple of weeks. Real test for those rookie Seahawk tackles, you know, but they've been passing tests left and right. And you wouldn't think Al Woods coming back matters, but it matters. I mean, I think that matters quite a bit. Yeah. Could be a big McCaffrey game, though. 
worry a little bit about Tyler Lockett. The 49ers oh. have um, – the, the slot receivers have done a pretty good job against the 49ers this mm-hmm. year. And the Niners' defense, while they've been smothering and really good, um, they've, they've, there's been a couple miscommunications and some big plays here and there. Two really big plays against the uh, the Dolphins that were led to their two touchdowns they scored in that game. We saw one called back with Brady hitting Mike Evans deep. Um, and it was a miscommunication, broken down coverage, but it got called back for a holding. And so this game could be one of those where it's a really tight one and – then it's either who makes the big play or who makes the really bad play. You know, mm-hmm. is, is there like a pick six, a rookie moment for Brock Purdy in this game? Does um, is Geno Smith able to, to hit yeah, one of right. his receivers yeah. deep and yeah. really, you know, uh, make a big play in a tight game? So that's what I'm looking for here with the 49ers and Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take the points. I don't know who wins this game. I think it's a coin flip game for all those reasons. So if you're going to give me points at home, I'll take it. But I'm looking forward to it, as I'm sure you are. Yeah, absolutely. Three and a half. I liked it for the Seahawks, but three, I think that's a great number. Mm-hmm. I still like the 49ers. Their defense is still really good. And if the Seahawks can't stop the run, then this just skews ahead for the 49ers. But if they have to put it all on Brock Purdy's shoulders, he hasn't shown those rookie moments yet. Can he do it again in prime time and clinch the West? I mean, an amazing story. I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised by anything that happens with the 49ers anymore this year, but uh should be a good one on Thursday night. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be good for sure, and we will break it down tomorrow. Absolutely, along with making the rest of our picks for Week 15 right here, Peacock and Williamson.